everyone, and welcome to Oscar Wilde, a podcast about film, always counting down to next year's Oscars. I'm Sophia Simonello. And I'm Nick Rookrout. And today it is 94 degrees outside in New York, where we both live, and we are embracing the heat today, doing a summer man draft. We're going to try to each draft our hottest roster of men going into the summer. We haven't done a draft in a while. It has been a minute. I think since our award season fantasy draft last August. So I'm very excited to do this. There are Oscar caveats, of course. We will get to all of the rules. But yeah, how are you feeling? It's summertime here. Are you ready for this draft? I'm so happy summer has finally arrived. I'm ready to objectify some men. (laughs) And this heat is just... I mean, we'll be sweating for multiple reasons throughout this podcast, but (laughs) I will say it's mostly the heat. Maybe. Maybe that'll change. If you're looking for thoughtful film criticism, we have plenty of episodes where we do that. So you can go (laughs) look in our backlog of episodes. This one will be a bit of a pivot for us. We are just going to have some fun today with these men. Yes, of course, talking about Oscar winners, Oscar nominees, people we want to be related to the Oscar conversation. (laughs) It is in some way connected. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited to have some fun. And this is also kind of a teaser for what we'll be bringing you this summer as well. More fun, kind of erotic thriller content. So we're excited to share that very, very soon. Yeah, I can't wait for that. We know that you love Smasher Pass, which we do dole out from time to time. But before we get to our draft, we did have... Winners announced at the Cannes Film Festival. For the short film Palm Door, we had The Water Murmurs. For the Camera Door, which is first feature, we had Gina Gamel and Riley Keough for War Pony. Best Actor went to Song Kang Ho for Broker, which we were both very excited about. Mm-hmm. Actress went to Zar Amir Ibrahimi for Holy Spider. Screenplay went to Boy from Heaven. Director went to Park Chan-wook for Decision to Leave. Grand Prix was a tie between Stars at Noon, which is the new Claire Denis film, and Close by Lucas Daunt. And our big winner, the winner of the Palm d'Or, was Triangle of Sadness, which is a Ruben Ostland film. He recently made The Square, which won Best International Feature at the Oscars. So looking at this list... What are you most excited for? What jumps out to you? So it's kind of fun to see some of these that we had talked about last week on the episode. Like you said, Broker, cannot wait. I am so, so excited that Song Kang-ho won here. And then with Decision to Leave, another one. Only Heard Raves. I cannot wait for these releases. I'm hoping they're not too late in the year. And we also mentioned Triangle of Sadness. This will be Ruben's second Palm d'Or win, which is kind of crazy. I'm very intrigued. Um, It seemed like a fun type of movie. The other ones I don't really know much about. I'm excited for Close. And then Stars at Noon, I heard pretty polarizing reviews too. So the fact that that got in, I mean, Claire Denis is an auteur. She is amazing. We talked about High Life quite a while ago. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very into this. and Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I was getting very upset when I saw people calling for her retirement when this got bad reviews. I was like, oh excuse God. me, leave her alone, please. <laughs> she is, yes, like you said, an auteur. 
and I'm excited to see Stars at Noon. I'm very curious about Joe Alwyn in this role. The reception to some of his performances of late have been that he's been kind of vanilla in certain parts. So I'm speaking of this movie and Conversations with Friends, the TV show. I know this part was originally supposed to be Robert Pattinson with Margaret Qualley. So I'm curious what that casting change does here, but I'm I'm excited to see it. I think that Decision to Leave is my most anticipated right now. Mm-hmm. And Riley Keough going from Zola to a can winner is not something I ever expected. So I'm <laughs> curious who is going to pick this up. I wonder if like one of the bigger indie production companies will do this. Yeah, big day for relatives of Elvis, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, we will get to that. I will say, you know, we can't draft Austin Butler in our draft just yet, but I would consider it if he were eligible. But we can draft Tom Hanks. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we sure movie can. Movie Dad. We talk about that all the time. Yes, <laughs> Movie Dad. Oh, he can fit into quite a few categories. You definitely have <laughs> options for him. So with that, let's get right into oh our man God. draft. Let's read through these categories. Nick, you can do the honors, and then I will share the rules with everyone. So if you've heard any of our other drafts that we've done, we did like a holiday movie draft, the award season draft, like Sophia mentioned, and then also a horror movie draft. We have a list of categories that I'll go through in a second, and we can bounce around between picking who we want for that category. And once that person is picked, kaput. So let's go through the categories, and then we'll go through some rules. So most of these categories relate to actors. And then at the very end, I'll say which it can be anybody as long as either the movie was nominated or that actor had been nominated at some point. So again, that's one of our like loosely related ones that we really wanted to put in. So the actor related categories, we have actor with more than one win, actor with a win in another category, multiple nominations, but no wins. A precursor nomination snubbed at the Oscars. And then we have director and then any nom or winner from each decade from the 40s until the current decade, the 2020s. After that, we have movie dad. Again, anybody, a man in a sports movie, man in a period film, man in a musical, villain, and a wild card. The wild card can be any extra. So any additional man who fits into the categories. Our rules here, so sort of like you mentioned, Nick, each man drafted has to be an Oscar nominee or winner, with the exception of the snubbed category. For the specialty categories, so these are things like movie dad, villain, the specific man doesn't have to be nominated for that movie, but the actor in the role has to have earned a nomination or a win at some point in their career. Or the movie can be nominated in another category. No man can be drafted more than once, which can be quite interesting because some of these men that I have are eligible in multiple places. So I'm a little scared that you're going to take a key person for me and I'm going to be hurt. And after we draft, you'll be able to vote on Twitter and Instagram to help us decide who has the hottest team. Are you ready? I'm really nervous. Maybe. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. Like, there's one person in particular. If you take him, <laughs> I I might quit live. 
Well, it all comes down to this first pick, and I only have like one or two in certain categories, and those are where I'm horrified. Yeah. Because if it's gone, I yeah, I give up. Okay, so I have this coin flip app on my phone, <laughs> and you're going to call it. I'm like Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. <laughs> it's going to determine your fate. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you ready? Okay. Tails. All right, let's flip that coin. It is heads. <laughs> oh. oh my God. So who is your number one pick? Okay. Oh, this is so tricky. I'm going to go back in time in this one. I'm going to go down south. We have to. To New Orleans, where the temperature is very uh, hot. No. And I am taking for nom or winner in the 50s. Marlon Brando, Brando in A Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> the first overall pick uh, of the draft. Oh, my God. That would have been mine, too. So Okay. I was like, he's going to get snatched up specifically so... for that one. Of course, he also, like, he goes, mm-hmm. this is just a nominated performance. We covered this on an episode. He wins in 54 for On the Waterfront. So you can, you know, look at that performance, too, of course. He's very hot in that movie, but I went with Streetcar here. The meow, the sweat, all of it. Mm -hmm. Perfection. Well, but see, you could use... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Still available in different categories if I don't choose him. But, okay, you're probably going to hate me for this one. Um, Uh For nom or winner in the 40s, because I'll wait on 50s for a second and see. I'm going with Montgomery Clift. In the search. Oh, God. So, oh, okay. That's a great pick. He's on my list, of course, in multiple decades, (laughs) multiple categories Mm -hmm. you could go with. Mm -hmm. A very hot man. And, you know, we talked about both of these guys on that 51 episode. Yeah. So I could have taken him for a place in the sun. Mm -hmm. I'm just saving my 50s pick. But yes, that movie is phenomenal just again a very sweaty movie so we have two great first picks yeah we really do now there are a couple of different ways i could go with this next one you know i think i'm gonna go with the category that i think is the thinnest for me and a man that when i saw him in this movie truly rocked my world when i was a teen for nominee in the 90s Speaking of summertime, I will be taking Mm -hmm. Jude Law in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, Yes, that's a great one. (laughs) And one that I thought you might take, so I was like, I need to pounce on this early. (laughs) That is on my list. Also, (laughs) there goes Jude Law for Closer in my villain category. Oh, yeah. And 2000s with Cold Mountain. Oh, yeah. So he was a multiple category pick. He is. And I have to say, I might be regretting it, taking him this early, because I'm scared there are so many guys that I really want. So be gentle on your next pick. (laughs) That I will not do. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to go with my 50s pick because he's still available. This is James Dean in (sighs) East of Eden. Yeah. Oh. There there are like (laughs) three people from the first half of the 20th century, and I need all three of them. (laughs) Yeah. 
I really love how we're kind of just completely going away from present day here. We're like, we'll get to those guys later. We are getting the heavy hitters now. Well, there are more options too. Who is your next pick? So my next pick, I personally find to be the hottest man eligible in this draft. In the 60s, oh I will be taking Paul Newman for Cool Hand Luke. Okay. Or HUD or The Hustler. Mm-hmm. A beauty. The blue eyes. I do really like The Hustler. Um, oh, now I feel like it's a little bit more open. That's the hard part. We have so many categories. There are so many ways to slice and dice it. Also, while you're debating, mm-hmm. there's going to be a Montgomery Clift film series at Film Forum in June. And I Ooh. plan on attending at we least three go. of them. Yeah. I feel like we have to now. We do. Okay. So since I had you law in the 2000s, well, you took him in the 90s, but I'm going to go with Heath Ledger for Brokeback Mountain. He's my pick for the 2000s. He could have been a really good villain too. Yeah. This movie just rocks, wrecks your world. And oof, such like a sweet pick, but also yeah, some of those tent scenes will um, pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now this next one, I'm really scared you're gonna take from me, so I just like can't, I can't let it slip by. Mm-hmm. This is probably like when you think of my type of man, I think you would probably picture this specific iteration of a human in man in a sports movie. I'm taking Kevin Costner in Bull Durham. <laughs> Ugh, no. Specifically God. for the final ten minutes, but really the entire movie, I just. He's the one. That's a good pick. I wasn't thinking of that movie. You know, he is up for director. Well, mm-hmm. not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> um, we had some options with him. He was going to be in my 90s too. But I guess since my 90s is dwindling. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Denzel Washington for Malcolm X for my <sighs> 90s pick. Another one that can be multiple places. Mm-hmm. Kind of scared you're going to take some of these from me. So... That's fair. Um, Malcolm X is a great movie. Young Denzel. I also had him for Glory in the 80s. Yeah. Looking at my big board, I just had to cross off Denzel in five categories. (laughs) So (laughs) this is a good pick. Woof. Okay. Okay. Where am I going to go next? I have to take who I find to be the hottest man to have a Best Director Oscar. In actor with a win in another category, I'm taking Robert Redford. I love okay. ordinary people, as you know. But mm-hmm. Robert Redford, he just has this aura of cool that has existed with him throughout his lifetime. And I implore everyone to just look up set photos of him directing ordinary people with this like 70s belt buckle bell-bottom jeans he has this like chest hair popping out of a shirt it's it's an experience where i really don't think i would have been able to focus if i were on that set so i've taken robert redford yeah this is the man i envision for many of your picks um (laughs) so we're getting there we have paul newman robert redford waiting for a few key others i have butch cassidy and sundance i'm feeling good Okay, then for my actor with a win in another category, I'm going for, is this our like most recent nominee? I think it is. I'm going with Riz Ahmed. I thought you were going to take Kenneth Branagh and I was going to drop dead. 
you, you can see the life drain out of my face. <laughs> you were so scared. Ooh, okay. Amazing pick. No. I totally forgot that he has a win in another category. He's on my 2020s see? list. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All I can think of is his now live action short film win and his work in Sound of Metal. All of the tattoos. I just, yeah. yeah. That's a great pick. One of the like most handsome recent winners nominees that we've had. So for sure. I'm scared who else you're taking for the 20s. You should be scared because the options are very limited. They are. Um, okay. <laughs> this is quite dramatic at this point because there are a lot of choices mm-hmm. and things that could really screw up my board here if I'm not careful. See, some of them, I'm like, you wouldn't dare take them from me, but maybe you would. I mean, you really could. You really like threw a wrench in everything. With who? Putting Riz in that category. Interesting. Because I was certain like he would get scooped up in the 20s and now my options are slight there. Okay. This is very fitting with the theme I'm going with here with my draft. Are you holding out on the 70s? Yeah. The 70s is rich with men for me. I'm so good with the 70s. Like I know that that's probably thin for you. So I'm going to kind of let you go there. I think I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, Nom or winner in the 2010s. I'm taking category fraud king Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not Moneyball. No. Hmm. Not Moneyball. Interesting. I prefer the the aviators to the visor. (laughs) And we have to think like hopping up on that roof. That was a moment when I gasped in the theater. Yeah, that is true. That's. Yeah. Brad Pitt's Oscar. That's what I'm taking. That's what we need as like the trailer for this episode is him hopping up and like just the title of Hot Man Summer Draft yeah. floating up <laughs> into the screen. Exactly. Ooh. Okay. I think I know who you wouldn't dare touch either. So I'm like hoping they're okay. Mm-hmm. You probably have some really good precursor noms. I'm going to go here next. One just like popped into my brain and I couldn't get it out. And then I couldn't think of anybody else. So... And Eric would also kill me if he wasn't mentioned. No. <laughs> I'm going with Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Not that this movie he's like especially hot, but he has quite an amazing filmography. And I think I would pick this over Nocturnal Animals. Again, he could have shown up in the 2000s. Yeah, he was going to show up in the 2000s <laughs> for me. <laughs> we couldn't let down the Brokeback cast. Certainly not. Okay. It's time to go to the 70s. <laughs> I'm going to take Al Pacino for The Godfather. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That's a really good one. Thank you. I just like talking about that on our episode. Seeing pictures of him from the 70s wearing like hoodies. Just mm-hmm. great. A good look for him. And yeah, I wanted him on my team. Him in Sicily. And I think because I can't nail down one particular movie for this actor... I'm going to go to my actor with more than one win. Oh, my God. You you can't do that to me. <laughs> no, there are so many options. You really you really can't do it. I'm going with Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I promise. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm going with Robert De Niro. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's not who you were scared of? 
No, I was scared of Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm... De Niro's on my list, but I figured you wouldn't do that to me, so. No. There's a list of Sophia men here that I won't touch, but. I really appreciate it. <laughs> but for Rob De Niro, we have the Godfather connection, obviously, but namely, like, Raging Bull. He's a bit wacky in Taxi Driver. But Deer Hunter, maybe you prefer his later works, like in Cape Fear or Silver Linings. I really don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Definitely not Cape Fear. It's really scary, but... That's horrifying, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah in that movie, father or son for me, Silver Linings. <laughs> Another man yet to come up yet, which I'm surprised. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that you won't touch him, so I think I'm... <laughs> Maybe some wishful thinking here. He's on the big board. You're really taunting me and scaring me. So I think it's time to just remove him. For nom or winner in the 20s, this is a very thin category for me. I'm taking Steven Yeun for Minari. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, He's no. just, he is like, of the short list that I made, he, he and Riz were my like one and two picks for the 20s. So I was like, if Steven's off, or if Riz is off the board, I have to grab Steven while I can. Fine. Yes, he was my other pick. That would have been like a perfect scenario of having Riz and Steven. And you're not going to pick either of those, I don't think. So. <laughs> I know you want to take Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick, which is a movie we certainly should discuss at some point. And we will. He's not on my board. I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> He is hot in Top Gun and Risky Business, but, like, I just couldn't do it. Let's see. This is also thin, but I feel like you might pick the other one that I have listed, so I'll okay. leave him. Okay. But I'm going to go with a very saucy film for a different reason. Okay. Because of Mrs. Robinson. Oh. I'm going with Dustin Hoffman from The Graduate for my 60s nomer winner. Fascinating. I would never have predicted this for you, but I like it. Hmm. It's like a very relatable character when I saw this and he's at like a pretty ripe young age. (laughs) Okay. That one threw me for a loop. Some of my categories, I got to say, I have a lot of good options. Villain. Movie dad is the deepest category on my list. I feel like you're going to kill that. Yeah. My villains are really good. I want to pick one, but... I feel like you might pick that villain, too. You know who my villain is. You know who I want. Mm. He has an intense workout regimen, morning routine. (laughs) (laughs) You might want to pick him or I'm going to. Okay, fine. I'm going to take him now. (laughs) In villain, I'm taking Christian Bale in American Psycho. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised he was around for this long. Um but I kind of just, I was so focused on my decades, like filling them out and what mm-hmm. looked thin that I, he kind of passed me by. Oh, no. He's been there in my head the whole time. I was, see, I knew you would take him. So I, w- I found another villain okay. that I would be happy with. Okay, good. Not going to say him yet because we have other things happening. So my other villain is off the board. He couldn't be picked. Okay. I was going to take Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden in Fight Club. He That's was going to be on my list, but mm-hmm. I took him for Hollywood, so had to pivot. But Christian Bale was always my number one choice. I think Mary Heron's direction of American Psycho 
is fascinating, like looking at some of the satirical elements and how we view Mm -hmm. Christian Bale's character um, very much like through that gaze and just watching again, like him get ready in the morning. It's a good time. One of the hottest but most psychotic performances we've ever gotten on film. Mm -hmm. If not the most, it's agreed. (laughs) Just someone you want to completely avoid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, this is one of those very loose Oscar connections. Okay. Because it was nominated for song. Okay. (laughs) I am picking for Man in a Musical, Zach Efron for The Greatest Showman. I was like, where are you going with this? A great musical, a great soundtrack, and he and Zendaya are quite the couple in this movie. The way that this movie has come up throughout our pod (laughs) over and over over again. When Ryan was a guest and we talked about Disney movies, we talked about this movie. When Connor and Dylan were on our West Side Story episode, we talked about this movie. It just... It finds its way in. It had to happen. Just one yeah. Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this might be sort of a twist. I don't like that. For director, now you could really be scared of who I could take. I could say some some strange uh, ones, but I'm I so want to win. I'm gonna take Barry Jenkins. No. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of my directors are gone. Oh no. Okay, oh. Barry Jenkins makes like beautiful, sensual cinema. He loves college football. Yeah, I love the movies that Barry Jenkins makes, and I have to take him. He and Lulu just seem like the cutest couple. Him being a dad to Chauncey, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's all very much what I wanted my board to look like, and now I'm so distraught. I'm sorry. He was just like, he was... (sighs) Yeah, He was my number one pick in the category, and I realized we hadn't touched this one yet. I should have. Yeah. Literally have to look up Best Director. Moonlight, now. If Beale Street Could Talk. I'm very excited to see like what he does next. He hasn't missed for me. I still need to watch The Underground Railroad. Oh, it's so good. I really need that. It's really good. It takes a lot out of you. Like Definitely break it up, but it's very good. Now, how did you not pick Paul Thomas Anderson for director? Because that is so predictable, and I could still pick him if I wanted to. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> I'm going to go with Todd Phillips in director. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you God. say these things during these drafts so always many... that just throw me off. <laughs> Your strategy's working. Haha. <laughs> Found one. Oh, no. I'm scared. You're going to hate me for this. It's George Clooney for Good Night and Good Luck. Are you kidding me? This was not who my second choice was, but that is a good pick. Oh, Oof. God. Wow. Oh, my God. Woo. Okay. That's another multi-category yeah. stealer. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, he has a lot under his belt, and he also could have been a fun winner for Actor with a Win in another category mm-hmm. for Argo. <sighs> Shoot, I could have sworn he had more than one win, but he doesn't. Oh, man. There's a lot of nominations. <laughs> Typical of me to like a man with um, multiple Oscar nominations and no wins. You know what? I got to do it. He's been just like staring at me this whole time. Just like, pick me, pick me. 
in Nam or Winner in the 2000s. No, you know what? No, no. I'm going to go with the whole body of work here. Actor with more than one win. I have to take Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. It had to happen. Mm -hmm. I was contemplating taking him for There Will Be Blood because I think he's very hot in There Will Be Blood. Mm -hmm. But we have to appreciate (laughs) the whole package. (laughs) Daniel Day-Lewis from when he was very young all the way to now. I have Mm -hmm. to get all of those roles in there. His three wins that we're talking about, you know, I'm not thinking necessarily of those. We're thinking about Last of the Mohicans, The Crucible, The Age of Innocence. I love, love, love Daniel Day-Lewis, as everyone who listens to this podcast or knows me in real life knows. And I had to have him on my team. I knew you wouldn't take him, but if it got down to it, you might consider it. So... No, it wouldn't. But I was curious where you were going to put him because I almost thought you would in period film. I almost put him there for Age of Innocence or mm-hmm. The Crucible or Last of the Mohicans, Phantom Thread, anything. Like he, he has a lot of period films, but I have some options there. You know how I am with period films. So you, we have to include Daniel Day-Lewis in his entirety here. That includes his street style, all the Carhartt, everything. Okay, we're finally halfway it feels much further than that, but it does. <laughs> again, for some of these, I feel like I could have done some real deep dives, lots of research, and picked some really creative one, but I still like my answers. So, for man in a period film, I'm going for James McAvoy in Atonement. Are you kidding me? Was that yours? No, he was my pick oh. for another category, though. <laughs> oh, this oh is a good God. one. This is a good one. <laughs> Another like very erotic movie because Mm -hmm. of what Sorsha's character is finding. And I feel like he and Kira are at like the perfect age and they make a very hot couple. I described this on our 2007 Oscar Rewind. I described him as like the blueprint for me for like boys I would (laughs) like for a while after I watched this. And yeah, this is a good pick. My man in a period film choice is funny. And you're definitely not going to pick him, so I'm going to stay away from that for now. In the multiple nom with no wins category, I'm going to take Cary Grant. Hmm. (laughs) Not no. I see that. He's just like, I needed someone from that period. He's Mm -hmm. so handsome. It's crazy that he never won an Oscar. So I'm going to put Cary Grant on my board. That is crazy. Wow. I know who everyone thought I was going to pick, but... Well, you just saying that your period film pick is funny is really scaring me, so I have to just do it. My nom or winner in the 80s is Tom Hulse for Amadeus. <laughs> also funny, but I had to. Did you think I was going to pick Salieri? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my uh, god, this is amazing. Wow. <laughs> You're doing this for the 80s. Okay, yes. You already had your man in the period film. Okay. All right. I feel like this is another good decade for you to pick. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have have a lot of options here. Definitely for the 80s. So for man in a musical, I have two options that I think are really good, that I really love. Do I go with the weird one or the normal one? Can you pick them both? You know, I can pick them both. Oh, I have three. That category is rich, so I'm going to save it. 
Okay. I kn- See, some of these people I have, I know you're not going to touch, like with a 10-foot pole, so I'm fine. Not, <laughs> not because you think I'm going to take them, because you wouldn't want them. <laughs> and when I reveal them, you're going to be like, okay, congratulations, yeah, he's on you your were team. Right. Um, okay. Maybe I'll go to the dads. I'm so curious to what you're going to pick here. I have so many, but a lot have been taken in other categories. I'm going to take Mark Ruffalo from The Kids Are All Right. Ooh, okay. I really like that. I'll just do the same. I don't think you're going to take him. It's Mufasa from The Lion King. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's the kind of dad I envision for you. Yes. (laughs) The big beard, the long locks, the Robert Redford of the animated world. Robert Redford would be a lion. He's a Leo. Mm -hmm. No, I'm kidding. So for my dad, I'm going with an Oscar nominee. This movie is not nominated, but I'm going with Stanley Tucci from Easy A. Oh, that's a good pick. That it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a great dad. That's great. I love the parents, like both him Mm -hmm. and Patricia Clarkson in Easy A. Oh, yep. Perfect. I also feel like that movie really like set Emma Stone on her path. Mm Mm-hmm. As a really smart comedic actress. Okay, I'll go to the 80s, I guess now. I know you already have a pick there, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Harrison Ford for Witness. Ugh. Have you seen this? No. Ooh, he is a beautiful man in Witness. He has to go undercover in the movie, and just, again, <laughs> if you don't watch it right away... Google just Harrison Ford witness and you will Mm -hmm. be very happy with the pictures um, that you see. Harrison Ford, I guess just when I think of the 80s and when I think of actors Mm -hmm. that I love from that time period, I think of Harrison Ford and just how much he dominated, of course, like blockbusters like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner. He was in Star Wars, of course, starting in the 70s. But I'm surprised that that's his only nomination. Yeah, because I was definitely looking for places to take him Mm -hmm. in this draft. And then seeing he just had that one, it's like, okay. I mean, there are definitely other movies you could take him from if you're going into other categories. But yeah, I wanted to take him here. Yeah, he was somewhere else on my board. But with Can going on, that picture of him in the really short shorts from like the 80s always shows up around this time. And it's like, yes, this... This is what summer should be like. Shorts should be that length for men. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised he hasn't come up again. I wonder if he could have. But I'm going to go into the 70s. And this is a fully Godfather category. I'm going with James Caan from The Godfather. Yes. I was really torn between these two for this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a great pick. You know how I feel about Sonny and The Godfather. Mm-hmm. That lives on, not for listeners yet, but at some in our point. secret Smasher Pass segment, yeah, that we took out of the episode. Yeah, we just didn't have time for it. It'll come back. Don't worry. And I, also his only Oscar nomination. Okay, this is really the best place to take him for me. In Wild Card, I will be taking Adam Driver. He has two Oscar nominations. He has one for supporting actor for Black Klansman and one for lead for Marriage Story. 
I thought about taking him in dad. I thought about taking him in musical for Annette. <laughs> but oh I feel God. like I just need to capture, like, again, similar to Daniel Day-Lewis, for my board, I want the man in his entirety. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's best captured in wild card. So I'll be taking Adam Driver. Hmm. Also surprised you didn't choose villain or multiple non with no wins. But I think for multiple non with no wins, that category, I was, I think I went back to the past because I was thinking like, what's a case where it's crazy that someone was nominated multiple times and just never ended up getting anything? Like Adam Driver still has a chance. So. Okay. But you know, it's just, I mean, it's it's just a different way to think about it. Like you could totally Mm -hmm. take someone else. Montgomery Clift was on my list for that. Yeah, he was on mine too. Also Jude. Okay, I think I can start getting into people that you won't touch. That's like why I said Adam Driver there, because I was like, I think now we're getting to like our people. <laughs> <laughs> our people. I don't know what's more <laughs> defining of the first few that we chose or the last few that we'll choose. <laughs> yes, exactly. So on that note, since you took my 20s pick and I used my other one elsewhere, I'm going to go with Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. That was the other choice. <laughs> Now I wish I used him in a different category for your reasoning because Mm -hmm. he has other great movies. Never Let Me Go. Mm -hmm. Looked great in Hacksaw Ridge. For A Man in a Musical, I will be taking a person from the Best Picture runner-up, La La Land. I'll take Ryan Gosling. There we go. I was sure you were going to take him. He was on my list. (laughs) Yes, he should be, right? He's a great multiple nom with no wins. Mm-hmm. Which I think for that, I had this man in different categories, but I didn't initially have him here. Also an actor with a win in a different category. I'm going with Matt Damon. Oh. Acting wise, right? Even mm-hmm. though he won for Goodwill Hunting yeah. and screenplay. This is a purely acting category, but he was nominated for that, Invictus and The Martian. Envisioning him from Goodwill Hunting, obviously. Mm-hmm. I could take his partner in crime. He is on my list. (laughs) You know he is. I sure do. Now, okay. I didn't think of this category necessarily as an acting. The multiple nom with no wins is acting exclusive. So. That's okay. Do I have permission to move Cary Grant to the 40s and make another selection here? (laughs) I'll allow it. But I am surprised. I have another 40s pick that I'm surprised you won't pick. Who I really wanted to, but I needed Montgomery so badly. Yeah, I'm going to make a switch because I just interpreted this category differently. And I wanted all my actor directors. I want them all on my team. So for multiple nom with no wins, talking strictly acting here, I'm going to take Warren Beatty. Another one I thought of, yes. And we're moving Cary Grant down to the 40s. So Cary Grant was nominated in 41 for Penny Serenade and 44 for None But the Lonely Heart. But he has so many great performances. And I feel like when you think of someone who is like debonair and handsome from that time, I always think of Cary Grant. Warren Beatty, who we've talked about quite a bit, just I think because of me. (laughs) Literally only because of you. Yeah. Warren Beatty only won one Oscar for Best Director. That's it. Wow. But he was nominated a handful of times for actor. Four times, yeah. And we're not counting honorary in a lot of these. So like Cary Grant's honorary doesn't count. But yeah, for actor, he was nominated for Bonnie and Clyde in 67. Heaven Can Wait in 78. Reds in 81. 
Bugsy in 91. I did think about taking him in period film, but saving my weird one for that. I'm going to go with my wild card. I'm going with Dev Patel for Lion. I think in a head-to-head, Adam Driver and Dev Patel, that's a that's a really good matchup. <laughs> um, also, we can't forget about The Green Knight, which doesn't apply here, but still very worthy. All right. In Precursor Nom, snubbed at the Oscars, I'm taking my, my man who's never loved by the Academy. I'm taking Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Okay, he's been nominated before. Let's calm down. Okay, he has been nominated before, and like that's a category he could be in. I just noticed that in the category precursor knob snubbed at Oscar, we have Jake Gyllenhaal versus Bradley Cooper, which <laughs> you know how they both wanted the rights to the Bernstein biopic? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. We're going to have a little showdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, for man in a sports movie. I'm so curious what you're going to pick here. <laughs> This is from the 2010s, so there are plenty to choose from, like, pre-80s even. But I'm going with Michael B. Jordan from Creed. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of this, and I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I even had him in my precursor nom, but I was like, he actually wasn't nominated precursors. Like, SAG Ensemble doesn't count as a precursor. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's a good You had me worried. Pick. I was like, yes, this is boxing. No, um, no, this counts. This counts. I am... Very curious to what he'll be doing in Black Panther 2. And he's a lot coming up as well. Also a third Creed movie, so... Isn't he directing that, too? So we could have taken him in director. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We couldn't oh. have. <laughs> we couldn't have. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm just going to live my truth here. I didn't plan on taking him. I really didn't plan on it. But in the 2000s, like, I don't have room, really. Like, I don't have anyone else. So... In the 2000s, I'm taking Best Original Screenplay, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay nominee, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I have oh, no well. one else. I really, I have no one else. I don't. I, I, I'm stretched thin. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. No, I know. I just know it. I know it's predictable coming from me. I'm sorry, Maya. PTA versus Heath Ledger and Brokeback. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's going to win that head to head. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which one do you want last? The predictable one or the really funny one? I want the really funny one last. Do the predictable (laughs) one now. Okay, then I have to go with Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name. I figured you would do that. The real winner. Again, another, another movie that really fits the bill for this theme. Oh, yeah. Perfect summer movie. Hot summer movie, those swim trunks, the pool. That house in Italy. I want to live there. All of it. it. Movie dad. Oh, that would have been so good, too. He's a good movie dad. (laughs) Um, Okay. Man in a period film. Oh, there are so many options here. I'm going to take Ray Fiennes from The English Patient. (laughs) (laughs) When you said that movie was hot, I was like, I kind of thought you might take him. But I've still never seen it, so I have no idea. Yeah. No, and that's why I saved him, because I didn't think he was going to be, like, a a key pick for this draft. But, oh, my God. Yeah, that movie, it takes place, like, mostly in the desert. Like, it's just a very hot film, just in general, I think, temperature-wise. Mm-hmm. And he looks very good in it. 
I would mm-hmm. say for I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I'll say for ninety percent of the movie, he looks very good. <laughs> <laughs> then who's your other pick? I was thinking of taking Leo for Titanic, a formative okay. one for me. The others had already been taken in other categories for the most part. I thought about Ryan O'Neill and Barry Lyndon. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about Ryan O'Neill too. Oh my gosh. And then I did have Leo in for the aviator in the 2000s. Um, Okay, well, then the final pick of the game is going to also a very wet scene. This is a, while there's no nudity, a naked scene. I'm going with Anthony Perkins for Psycho. (laughs) I love how we both picked serial killers in Villain. (laughs) It's great. Shower scenes for both of them. Anthony Perkins and Christian Bale. Different types of shower scenes, but shower scenes nonetheless. I need to know who some of your other picks were that you didn't take. Now that we're through our draft. (laughs) I feel like a lot of them got picked, which is surprising. The two that I alluded to from the 40s, Gregory Peck. Yeah, he was on my list too. And John Cassavetes in the 60s. You could have taken him in director. I figured you would have taken him for director. Barry was right there. And then multiple non with no wins. Jeremy Renner was on my long list. Mahershala Ali for actor with more than one win. Mm Mm-hmm. John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. I think most of everything else got picked. What about for you? My weirdest one that was left off the board, I wanted to make room for 70s Donald Sutherland somewhere because I love mm. him. Mm-hmm. I also had Dev Patel. I had Mahershala Ali. Who else? John Cassavetes. My dad category. There's some problems here. Brad Pitt in the Tree of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for my nom or winner in the 2010s, I also had Mark Ronson for original song. I thought about that if Ooh. my other picks were taken somewhere else. But See, those are fun. Yeah, I jumped on Brad Pitt while I could. Gregory Peck, I had... Yeah, most of my people I found room for. Riz Ahmed, of course, you took very early. Um, James McAvoy for Atonement, though, was one of my other choices for Precursor and Omsnubbed mm. at the Oscars. And, of course, one of the most iconic Oscar snubs i had ben affleck for argo (laughs) i am very surprised he didn't make your board okay so read through your team and then i'll read through mine okay my team here we go robert de niro riz ahmed matt damon jake gyllenhaal george clooney montgomery clift james dean dustin hoffman james khan Tom Hulse, Denzel Washington, Heath Ledger, Timothy Chalamet, Andrew Garfield, Stanley Tucci, Michael B. Jordan, James McAvoy, Zach Efron, Anthony Perkins, and Deb Patel. I love it so much. I There's love my list. So much variety. <laughs> the stretch from Dustin Hoffman to Tom Hulse is just perfect. Okay, my team, I have Daniel Day-Lewis, Robert Redford, Warren Beatty, Bradley Cooper, Barry Jenkins, Cary Grant, Marlon Brando, Paul Newman, Al Pacino, Harrison Ford, Jude Law, Paul Thomas Anderson, Brad Pitt, Stephen Yun, Mark Ruffalo, 
Kevin Costner, Ray Fiennes, Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale, and Adam Driver. Somebody needs to average out the age of when these people were all nominated to make sure that mine is lower than yours. It's definitely Cause... lower than yours. It's definitely lower than mine. Your first three, and then, yes, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Wow. Okay, well, we will be doing head-to-head matchups, and you guys can vote to see who you think has which team you would like to spend the summer with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that was great. I'm ready. I'm sweating. I'm moist. Oh, God. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But next time on Oscar Wilde, we are continuing our summer theme in a way. We'll be talking about the newest release from Searchlight Pictures and it will be on Hulu tomorrow and that is Andrew Ahn's Fire Island. I have already seen this movie three times. I am just completely obsessed. If I could have put anybody on this hot man draft, we just can't even think about that. But (laughs) it's an incredible movie and it's based on Pride and Prejudice. So we'll also be talking about that movie. The 2005 Joe Wright film and I love how Fire Island is adapted from this. There are so many references. So if you love Pride and Prejudice, you will absolutely love this as well. I'm so excited for everybody to see this. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I'm so excited to watch it. It looks so funny and just like the perfect summer movie. And I love Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice. This was a seminal film for me. Definitely a key period film costume drama that really got me into that genre and that type of film so I'm excited to talk about that and compare the two I've taught Pride and Prejudice before so I'm like I'm very ready (laughs) to see the similarities and the differences and just have it be like a fun fun summer movie Mm -hmm. and if you like our show please rate review and subscribe and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Wilde pod thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week Thanks, everyone. See you next time.